This is the Delivery Space Podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change, or transformation, we have some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of delivery and bring you insights and experiences that you won't get from a book. Welcome, this is our episode on Agile Tour Vilnius, creating a community around a conference. Today, I'm joined by Diana Borovic and Inga Karolite, who are board members of the Agile Lithuania Association. For the 14th time this year, the Agile Lithuania Association is organizing a recognized and internationally recognized Agile Tour Vilnius, the largest conference in the Baltic states. It's highly valued by Agile professionals and a lot of speakers I know will be coming together to share their practical experiences of Agile. Since I have known Diana and Inga through this process, because I'm speaking at Agile Tour Vilnius for the first time this year, they have talked to me about Agile Tour Vilnius having a unique atmosphere, which I'm dying to experience. I've never experienced before. Diana and Inga, Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, maybe you want to start? Yeah, actually, uh, Agile Lithuania in general as a platform where we bring people who have something to say about Agile and somebody who wants to listen and to gain some new knowledge about Agile. Uh, but on top of that, uh, we're not just event management agency. <laughs> We are bringing people and we are really um, trying to bring the best value for those who come um, to make people keep in touch, uh, create long-term relationships uh, and make friends here. Uh, it's, uh, I think, very unique uh, way of how we do this uh, and we have very unique people who are joining. Uh, Everybody is like super passionate about what they do. And most important, we are all volunteers. Nobody's get paid for this. Never, ever <laughs> at all. So we just love what we do. And I think that everybody starting from volunteers to speakers, they feel it. And this is why they come to us. That's such a beautiful thing. Diana, do you want to say about anything about that before I, I comment? I believe that, you know, four letters can summarize everything that Inga said. It's a formal. It's a fear of missing out what we have and that the gel to will miss it all. Absolutely. And I think if I wasn't coming this year, I'd have FOMO because a lot of my friends and colleagues that I'm connected with on LinkedIn would be talking about it. So Inga and Diana, tell me, what does Agile Tor Vilnius do different to other conferences? Um, I would say that um, the way how we... Uh, say thank you to speakers is a bit different. Uh, well, at least last year, we tried a bit different approach again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we had uh, over 30 speakers uh, who could not come on site and they were speaking only online, but mm -hmm. we still wanted somehow to know this and still say thank you. Uh, so what I did last year, I bought a lot of postcards uh, with the views of, of Vilnius, various ones. And I wrote in hand uh, something special to each and every one for them. 
Um, so I send them with actual mail. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and when people receive that, they even share it on LinkedIn. Like, hey, do people still do this in 21st century? Like, I haven't received any postcard in 20 years or something like that, you know? Um, so I think like being, um, um, as Diana mentioned earlier, like really empathic and um, uh, trying to find this connection with everybody, touch their souls and hearts and really appreciate uh, what we do. And seeing this very honestly, that's what actually brings them to us even closer. So I think uh, that one was one of the things. We didn't send anything, I don't know, like something fancy. We didn't give any like financial uh, things. We didn't buy them Lambos. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the thing was, yeah, that we, we, we've been trying to do something simple, but uh, touch their hearts. That's such a personal touch, isn't it? I'd love yeah. to get something like that through the post. It's exciting. Someone spent that time. You spent that time writing those notes, <laughs> getting to know those speakers, connecting with them, right? Yeah, true. I'll probably also add that our thank you is more from like an experience uh, perspective as we talked previously about, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, the experience is that, uh, as Inga was mentioning, that speakers are coming, you know, knowing the names and surnames and even, you know, um, reading the posts on LinkedIn, but uh, never, ever, you know, meet before. So actually, before the conference the, in the evening, we having like a welcoming dinner to talk in the uh, cause environment, how things going, how you feeling after the, you know, the flight, how you feeling before today and so on. And the second day is uh, a bit different. It's like an after party. So after the official part of the event, when everyone is serious and committing to their speeches and something like that, we are going to the bar. Uh, we are getting some snacks, some uh, beverages, let's say. And then the fun part uh, is starting. And uh, Nisha, I believe that you can give us uh, a short <laughs> intro. <laughs> oh, this is what I'm nervous about. Okay, I will tell you. I can't sing. And then there's this group on LinkedIn that's been set up kindly by some really good um connections and colleagues um and friends that I know around getting people together to do stuff and it's really cool stuff, right? So we can get together and go for walks, we can explore Vilnius. Then the subject of karaoke came up and I am um, like, if I sang seriously, there would be physical harm to you. Like your eyes and ears would bleed. <laughs> this is not like my singing is not for the public. Um, not for, yeah, it's just not. And so, um, a couple of them have offered to like do group singing where my voice can sort of like, um, like fade into the background and I can just mouth the words. Mimic. So I'm looking forward to getting to know everybody um, if, and, and just being part of that buzz, right? And what a relief it will be for a whole load of us who are doing on-site um, talks and speaking as well to have a really good um, interaction and engagement for our talks during the day, but have a chance to let our hair down in the evening as well. And that's really important and make those connections. Um, coming back to what you said, Inga, around a unique process 
to be able to identify speakers like I was part of your audition process and I felt really supported through it but as an agilist it was so nice to have somebody like yourselves and other agilists listening to the talk I wanted to give taking the time out being passionate giving feedback on how to make it better as well how to make it stick with the Mm -hmm. audience that's quite rare yeah, actually, uh, we are doing these auditions with each speaker for quite a while, uh, yeah. year by year, yeah. and we are ourselves improving a bit. So at least this year, we're trying to bring the best of the speaker himself um, so that he mm. would be challenged a bit. Uh, we don't want the same topic yeah. would be just repetitive from one conference to another uh, so that it would be like, I don't know, like I'm turning on TV, just listening and forgetting. Uh, so this year, we're trying to find the value in the speech, in the workshop. Why should I pay money uh, to come to the conference and listen to you? I mean, are you interesting <laughs> at all? I mean, how agile you are uh, in, in this life. Uh, so we are, uh, this year, uh, I was really challenging everybody, <laughs> all the speakers. Uh, so we've been talking about uh, what are the outcomes? Uh, what are they going to bring to us? Uh, we changed topics. Uh, we challenged the speakers to change the format from workshop to the speech or vice versa. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been completely, um, like we were trying to make them bring the content already like half year before the conference so that they would have some time to rethink it again and have the best presentation, uh, the best angle. Uh, of course, not the secret that a lot of speakers, they have the same topics. Uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, we have few people who are super good at OKRs, but we are trying to find different things, what they could talk about so that it wouldn't mm-hmm. be just another OKR topic. You know, so uh, I think this value for you as a speaker, we want, we are bringing you to a really, really huge stage. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people on site and online, and we want you to shine. And we want our conference to be valuable. So I think it's like both win-win situation that we're trying to do. (laughs) So how did you feel during this audition? I mean, in general, for you, it was the first time. We have some other people who are coming every single year. So how it was for you? Thank you for asking me that. And I know we've spoken about that before. And I've spoken to Charles Louis about it. It was just so comfortable. It was comfortable because Deanna kicked it off for me I got this call out of the blue from Deanna because Martin put my name forward for it and this message as well and then we had a little chat and I was I really thought about speaking at a conference before because I'm used to public speaking I run this podcast so I'm used to like you know being able to like speak on the go I work with teams but speaking at a conference is a different ball game because it's about carrying that message isn't it and you guys are I like it because you're you also kind of look at the person delivering and try and understand them and like my earliest conversation with Diana I could tell that Diana wanted to understand how I was living the agile values in my practice Mm. um, which is really really refreshing and nice to see that someone was taking that time out Deanna, what was that? I think it was a weekday or a weekend. I can't remember. But I just loved that conversation. I was like, we we ended up chatting. It was just so comfortable. How did you feel about it, Deanna? 
you know, it was the first experience for me uh, talking with the speaker before the official audition, like doing, you know, this warming exercise or something yeah. like that. And the whole our, you know, relationship, let's say, start from the third person, from the Martin, you know, who say, hey, maybe you had connected, you know, Nisha and uh, maybe you asked her, you know, to participate at the conference. And no, I said, uh, I didn't care uh, till now about Nisha, but I'll check her LinkedIn, you know, and I tried to connect. And then, you know, boom, magic was happen happened, you know, and we are talking now, you know, on podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's funny how things happen, but I really enjoyed that experience because we've got to know each other and it then when you you don't feel disconnected it can feel quite daunting I imagine turning up to a conference being a speaker and not knowing anybody on the day to go to run to and go you know okay so what's the logistics for where I'm going to present mm. how I'm going to present you need to have that level of comfort to know people beforehand right so you can approach them yeah and actually uh, a lot of I would say that this Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, go I just ahead. want to say that um, a lot of speakers sometimes are a bit afraid of these auditions. They kind of feel like uh, they have a perception that it's like an exam, that they need to have like exact slides, everything written down, yeah, all these like visuals, but it's not like that. I mean, we are just trying to find really uh, something in common and to understand the, the speaker himself and what kind of uh, value he can bring to our conference so that it really, mm. really would be interesting and that people would fight to come to your stage, you know, like that they would have like big variety, uh, uh, not only the beginners, but also uh, experienced ones, the various topics, uh, various formats, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I remember you also said that you a bit relaxed afterwards <laughs> because you initially yes. were a little bit afraid of like, what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I started relaxing once I got to know you guys on the audition because you, you made it very interactive. And then mm. what got me was that when I did the initial exercises, you guys took part in the exercises. You didn't just sit there. So yeah. that made it like, you know, like make it made it known that you were respectful of the experience I wanted to give to the audience, which and I want to give to the audience. But coming back to that agenda, you've released it now and I'm already looking at it thinking, right, I'm circling the other <laughs> talks that I want to go to. I'm circling like I'm OKRs, they're hard, right? And these are not easy things to do for any organization. And that's a that's a big development area for me. So like I'm circling anything to do with OKRs. If it clashes with mine, I want to see a recording and catch up later. But we are with the speakers. But it gets you excited. It allows you to learn. Don't you think? It like it allows practitioners to go, this is an area I'm not so good in. I, I want to focus. I want to be here. Diana, do you want to say? <laughs> yeah, it's actually true. And I'll... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Diana, go. <laughs> no, I was wondering that, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, different topics and also there are several, you know, speakers for the same topic. So we tried, you know, to make uh, the agenda more comfortable for 
for attendees to check to to choose where they want to go. For example, if they want to learn about OKRs from few different speakers, then we do not yes. need you know to put all of them to one you know time slot. Mm-hmm. So we decided to divide it into the several parts of the day. I just wanted to mention that that we are trying you know to to meet the expectations of our attendees of our community members. Yeah, and if you're turning up with a bunch of colleagues, then you can split across some of those sections and then come together and bring those learnings together and discuss, right? That's also the beauty of the way you've designed it. So OKRs in multiple uh, slots and different elements of like, you know, forming OKRs, that's great because those different speakers will bring different points of view. But then if you're coming with a bunch of your colleagues or you've got friends that you're meeting up with at the event, you can then divide and then bring all your learnings together. I love that beauty of it. You know what is okay. another beauty of uh, like the on-site event itself? Uh, okay, a lot tell of speakers, me. they know each other from LinkedIn, but they've never yes. met. <laughs> I know. know, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, so like they maybe know or they have their own, uh, I don't know, um, their own beloved ones but they've never met in person. And now they have a chance to actually meet, to spend some time. And I mentioned you this before, that there is actually a very active community of speakers and they are coming like a week even before the conference. They're staying during the conference and they're also staying after the conference to travel around Lithuania all together. (laughs) So they're arranging flight tickets, hotels together, so it's not this, um, uh, we have a bit different concept. So I talked with many speakers this year and they say like, uh, if you go to some other type of conferences, you just come, you speak and you just go. You just, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they even buy tickets for like uh, one day. They come in the morning, they come back in the evening home. And here we encourage not to do this, to stay as long as possible. Uh, to find people to travel around, to, to do some stuff, uh, I don't know, do some workshops, uh, do some trainings before or after, I mean, to do something more than just to come and speak. So I think that's also a bit of interesting thing. <laughs> that's really good community engagement, isn't it? First of yeah. all, I have to say, I've been following um, a lot of these speakers online. I've watched some of their YouTube content that they create. They're great content creators. I probably will be a little bit starstruck when I meet them and go, oh, that's them in the flesh. I need to go and speak to them and, and connect with them and get to know them. That'll be really cool. But then like that level of community engagement and that togetherness that people feel like we're going through this experience together and we want to make it good for each other. That's yeah. also a brilliant thing that you're encouraging. That's like that brings that community together. I'm already part of a group on LinkedIn with a bunch of people that are coming to the event. Um like good practitioners, good people that I have connected with over LinkedIn, mixture of speakers and attendees. Um, so yeah, we're we're just gelling and looking forward to like, you know, having that experience together. Um, can you share with me a little bit about like challenges that you guys have experienced whilst you've been involved because I know both of you have served like three years as board members you covered this on a voluntary basis I 
kind of I've stayed in touch with you throughout this process to understand how much work you put into this to make it a great experience, not just at the event, but before we arrive as well. What are some of the challenges you faced whilst you've built this community and, and how have you overcome them? I would say that uh, the hardest part is, you know, to build a team, to start everything. Usually it's, you know, two or three people who are starting all the things to, to, to do, you know. But after that, it's uh, like a network part. You know, I know the friend who wants to participate as well and help us to organize. And then, you know, I'm going to him or her and saying, hey, maybe you want to join. And then the answer is yes. Also, we have uh, we can have um, new team members, for example, from the public uh, Google form. Let's say we invite openly everyone to join our community. So uh, I think that the hardest part, as I mentioned, is you know just to attract a new and right people who wants to you mm. know work uh, and uh, invest their time from the idea perspective, not you know from the financial ones. Sometimes people don't uh, imagine how much work it requires. I mean, if you think about a simple task, uh, let's say collect uh, presentations before the conference so that we could give it to the company who's doing this uh, broadcast. So if you have uh, just one email sent to 63 um, speakers, you will have like 800 uh, questions like, is this this format? Can I postpone it another week? So like it's constant work that you cannot automate at all <laughs> with each and every one. You need to have a personal touch. So I think that uh, yeah. our volunteers are like super extremely rare because they honestly dedicate their time. Um, they sometimes uh, have to leave their families behind to do something. Uh, but mm -hmm. they are doing this for this great work. So yeah, what Diana is saying is it's really pretty hard to find. But when we find, these are really, really extremely amazing people who are just uh, having big hearts. I would really say that, you know, yeah. they are becoming your family, actually. If uh, we are talking about the work, you know, it's not popular to say my team is my family. But <laughs> in this context, I would say that these people that uh, I am and Inga working on, they are our family because we are spending a lot of the time. We are laughing together or, you know, uh, we are being sad if something has gone wrong or something like that. So it's all about emotions, about experiences and about being one uh, and one and all at the same time, you know. I love yeah. that. And there's something I know about the two of you, which you're not letting on yet on this recording, but I know that you like to have fun whilst you work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that the two of you love to bring that fun to your teams. They're volunteering. They could be out there spending their time on something else, but they're volunteering to do this. How do you inject that fun into your team so that you keep that freshness? Yes, you have challenges, but you're able to get through them. How do you do it? Well, actually, I see that everything is a personal touch. Yeah, it is personal touch. Go ahead. The thing that I wanted to add on top of Diana um, is that um, uh, those people who are coming to volunteer here, majority are looking for uh, a community themselves, uh, somewhere mm. to be around the same people, uh, somewhere where they could learn 
So I'm always giving example about me being an event host. If I would go mm -hmm. to a TV or some kind of other place, uh, they wouldn't take me because I'm not like slim enough. I'm not beautiful enough. You know, I don't have like uh, this or that. Uh, I'm not talking fluently. But when I come here, uh, everybody just says, okay, who wants to be a host of this event? And I'm just raising your hand and say, okay, you go. <laughs> you know? Okay, Inga, who's next? So what we're doing here? So here's our playground, literally for everybody. So here can be anybody, accountant, <laughs> if you've never done something uh, to, to take the technical part. And I think people love this. I mean, if you don't have a chance at work to be, uh, uh, I don't know, like a marketing manager. specialist. Yeah, yeah. So you can be here. I mean, we're just giving you everything. We're helping you. And you can do anything. So we have a, a girl who never did anything related with the technical part, like the monitors, microphones. She took over this uh, technical part last year, right? Uh, now right. she's doing like the accounting part. <laughs> I mean, and she's not doing anything related with that. So I think we can be anything here and nobody's going to fire you, right? <laughs> so if you fail, you just fail, you learn and you just go uh, again and again. I mean, you can try yourself in different roles every single year. Uh, I just also want to, wanted to mention a bit uh, another challenge uh, uh, that we, we've been facing for quite some time before we changed our approach. So I would say that mm -hmm. when I came three years ago, one of the biggest challenge was to find speakers who want to come uh, to us uh, because uh, nobody knew where, the, where Lithuania is or what we do. What is this agile Lithuania at all? And we didn't receive... Uh, barely any uh, applications from speakers um, and in 2001 if I remember correctly we had majority white males applying and no women right. at all so we had to pick everybody whoever just applied without much uh, of the auditioning because we needed to fill in the schedule uh, but things changed and uh, when we talked with our speakers openly that hey we have a problem uh, we can't find anybody. Nobody wants to come. They don't understand us. Uh, they don't know us. So our community, our speakers really helped us a lot. And they started spreading the news, how cool we are, you know, how interesting it is. Hey, you need to try this. Same like with you. Same with like many, many others. And now right. I think that we have this very powerful world of mouth. And we have so many applications. We had so many this year. We had to say no to really, really strong ones. And it was painful, but we have only 62 time slots. That's it. <laughs> we can't accommodate 100 people, right. whoever wants. So we needed to choose. It's not very comfortable, but uh, that's where we came. And I think that was the hard work of everybody who did. Uh, and people felt how honest we are, uh, how much effort we put. Uh, and they finally figured out that... Um, if we're asking for help, it means we really need it. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah. we, we've been not uh, we, uh, we haven't been afraid to ask for help. I think because uh, we are a nonprofit organization, and we just simply don't have a million dollar budget for everybody, you know, to come. Just hey, we're paying money. Come here, come here. So we need to take these challenges um, with bringing the right people. And uh, I would say that uh, this year we really have like A level stars. From this agile world i mean uh, super amazing people and i think that for all these attendees it will be very hard to choose which track to go to <laughs> i think yeah i'm you know, spoiled I, I for choice add, myself uh, 
Go on. I want to add one thing. Uh, Actually, when Inga is talking about A level stars, you know, it's not only about the top names and or something, you know, like that. We are talking about the people who really have what to say, and they could be, you know, even newcomers to the agile speaking world. And that's the, you know, the beauty of of the conference and of the speaking. And also another thing that I wanted to, to mention, actually. When we said, for example, sorry, not this year for the speaker, because we had a lot of them, we mm-hmm. offered them the opportunity, for example, to come and to talk at our monthly meetups. And that's the space to grow and to come another year and try yourself once again. I love yeah. that. So you offering them a springboard to grow. And so that you yeah. can see and they can see how well they're doing in that public speaking if they're not quite ready for the conference. I love that idea. I also really like the idea, guys, that you've both mentioned so far, and I want to draw that out, is that you are engaging the community to pick the talent. Because if you're you're a set of volunteers, how wide does your reach have to be? And you've only got a limited time to get the conference organized, the speakers booked for your 62 slots. Your reach has to be very wide to get good people on board, right? And so because you haven't experienced or have those relationships out with that diverse crowd, it's lovely that you're able to then start using um, the community that you've already created to reach out to others to say, hey, this sounds like a good opportunity for you. Do you want to give it a go? Yeah, that's true. And we are really grateful, I think, for that because uh, our speakers are really amazing and they are opening us the door to to wider oceans. So I think like sharing is caring, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And you built a relationship and you built a relationship with such a wide set of people now, which is great. Talking of relationships and talking of a big, wide pool of people, Can you talk about the networking opportunities that the community offers? How have these evolved over time since you've been part of um, the uh, Agile Vilnius Association in Lithuania? Um, Actually, Agile Tour Vilnius and the whole association started from the small user groups around 14 years ago. It was, you know, like uh, several agilists who, you know, dared to, to spread the new about Agile or something like that. And they were meeting in small groups and talking about the things, how to do something or why it's better than another option and so on and so on. And after some time, they found that they want to grow and they need uh, additional space to do something. And then the Agile through Vilnius came, you know. Uh, they started to organize the conference, but after some time, they once again saw that, you know, one conference in a year is uh, not enough, you know, to talk about Agile. So, you know, there was created uh, more user groups, meetups or something like that. And uh, in a, in a several, you know, years, once again, there come another initiative, you know, to talk about Agile in public sector. And then the new area, let's say, is open for, for the community. Yeah, maybe you want uh, to add something here. Yeah, so I think we have various formats of uh, events that we do all around the year, mm-hmm. starting from these random meetups. If we have somebody, we just bring them online. Uh, we give the content for free to all the attendees. 
Uh, we also have some bigger events like Agile Deconos. Uh, so it's kind of a smaller <laughs> Agile tour, but the format is uh, workshops and open spaces. So that's also kind of a bit in, uh, a bit different and interesting and challenging for everybody. Uh, public sector. So in Lithuania, uh, public sector is also moving to Agile slowly, <laughs> but steadily. And it's getting more and more interesting every year. So we are very excited to hear that a lot of uh, ministries are doing this. I mean, maybe they are not showing off it uh, or not screaming out loud, but they do this already. So we're just trying to encourage everybody to think about every year. Uh, yeah, and I think that um, anybody can come to us and ask for uh, for a slot for some time. So we give them all the tools. So we give them the platform itself. Uh, all this attendees, all this marketing, the communication is through us. So we do this whole job so that everybody could just come. And we are trying to make this process as easy as possible. Uh, you will see also throughout uh, throughout the time. So it's still a month left to the conference. Um, but um, you will see how uh, fluently everything is being done. Like you have uh, a lot of people who are taking care of various areas. And for you, you just need to do your job. I mean, you've been giving everything in time, all these instructions, uh, tests technical part etc etc so i think that uh, yeah we which we're really doing our best uh, so that the speakers and er everybody in the community would have their best time i love that and it's encouraging and i i want to come and also experience a bit of lithuania whilst i'm there so i've taken like a week i'm one of those people that have taken an extended amount of time so i will be turning up to the conference um and then taking a few days to work from the hotel and then see bits of lithuania as well which i i'm so looking forward to um what i also wanted to talk about is the future vision how do you see this um the future vision and the future of this community evolving um in the next few years what are your thoughts around that yeah <laughs> uh, actually uh, uh i was wondering you know uh, from one side i want uh, that agile lithuania itself would be like an example for Baltics, Nordics, and you know, exam for example, Poland, like mm -hmm. a, the best example of agile community. And in the meantime, I want that our association would be like you know, example for the all sectors nonprofit organizations. How we are working, how we you know are doing things with the desire, with the you know flame in our eyes, and so on. So, you no, know, from my perspective, to be the example for others. I love Inga, that. What about yeah. you? Probably have to uh, repeat Indiana. So yeah, we are trying to be uh, good enough for everybody and um, bring some uniqueness uh, to things. And uh, we are focusing on quality and values and uh, all mm -hmm. these like outcomes that we are pushing everybody to bring. I think that's what's interesting. So for us, uh, it's really important to. Uh, to stay in this game and uh, grow uh, and uh, make everybody grow together with us. I really like that. I just want to draw out something that you said, Deanna, work with the flame in our eyes. That 
gives me a sense of passion, that gives me a sense of hunger to do better and better, that gives me a sense of sharing with others as well. You want to share with different countries, the Nordics, as you said, Poland, share the blueprint that you've kind of created and then you know, help them along the journey. And that's no better way to do it. Um, I also want to draw out something that you guys have said around like the growth of the agile practice in sectors that you perhaps weren't so aware of, like the public sector. Let's face it, right? Change is hard. And sometimes you use, you do often use agile as a way of bringing in change but a way of bringing in change that gives you feedback on those measures that you're trying to bring in yeah and actually we are connecting people uh, pretty often if we talk about like this uh, public sector or even others that are more developed Uh, i mean uh, we as the association we don't do any trainings ourselves uh, but we can uh, bring to certain companies certain people the actual company who can help them with this with the methodology agile coaches certain people so uh, we sometimes really receive a request to um i don't know like introduce to some people uh share the contacts uh, i mean uh, give like feedback or or something else so we are really like a platform i would say so we're just helping everybody to to get what they want I like our that. president uh, was mentioning several times during this year that our association is like an association as a platform. We are open yeah. for the partners, for the volunteers, for the companies that need you know, help, for the speakers, if I'm not mentioned it yet, you know, and so on. So we are association as a platform. It's very true, right. I think, and we do this like in practice. I mean, we show right. that it works uh, and it works very well. Actually, we were talking with the Latvians, uh, Agile community members, and uh, they were asking us uh, how we build such a strong community. And we asked that uh, we have uh, people with passion, have the idea how we're doing things, why we're doing things, and then everything is going better, you know. And uh, actually, we agreed that uh, we will catch up again and we'll discuss, you know, deeper the things, how, for example, we can exchange ideas to them. That's amazing. So you're already connecting with others, exchanging ideas, giving them ideas in their setting, how they can try and apply some of the lessons, some of the like, you know, avoid some of the challenges that you guys have experienced. That's just beautiful. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I want to encourage our listeners to get in touch if they're wanting to build communities to really understand the steps and the mindsets that both of you have had that I've certainly experienced through the, uh, throughout the time that I've known you. And I think that's really important for people to take away, like that, that values-driven mindset that you've had to engage every single person that's coming to this conference, whether they're a speaker, whether they're an attendee, and open up endless opportunities for them um, to practice and learn from others. You can contact uh, me or Inga directly or just uh, write to info at agile.lp and someone will bring the question and get you with the answer. I love it. I thank you for coming. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. Agile tour. <laughs> I will see you soon. It's a matter of weeks now. Thank yeah. you, guys. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for watching and for listening. Please make sure that you like us on our socials so you don't miss out on great episodes like this and awesome speakers like this. Bye for now.